conversation to be as genuine and as uh, <laughs> possible because homegirl, let me tell you, you bring it on your Instagram. So um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what I do. Sometimes I like put it up and I'm like, I'm not going to look at it a second time. Because if I look at it a second time, I'll be like, oh, oh no, that's not No, but you know but what? Just, it's It's been great post. to watch you. It's been great to watch you, especially over the past year, um, just kind of really jump into this conversation that so many of us have in our heads. Um, yeah. And I think that we have with our girlfriends and whatnot, but for you to be talking about <laughs> the big M and I'm just, I mean, like menopause and, <laughs> and here's the thing I was having this conversation and I, I don't think, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before yesterday with someone here at the office. And I said, people think it's like when you reach 50, I am 44 and yeah. oh. let me, let me tell uh -huh. you the hot flashes have begun. So, but you know what, would you have known? Would you have known if people weren't talking about it now about that? I'm curious because that's the reason I'm talking about it is so that somebody doesn't hit 44. I didn't know at 44. I just thought I was like a sweaty, <laughs> disgusting, like, ugh. I mean, everything, everything changed. Like I just, I, I started using a thing called pit grit under my arms. Literally it's called pit grit. Uh, so so I need this. You smell better. I'll, <laughs> so, I'll send you a link. I'll so send you a I bottle. Need this. Because I'll be at events yeah. and I'll look at Jennifer, who's always, and I said, Jennifer, my armpits are sweating. What's, and she just starts laughing oh. at me. And I'm like, you don't understand. Uh, I have it your armpits like covered. I have your armpit. Let somebody else do your lip gloss. I have your armpits covered. <laughs> don't worry. I need this in my life. I need this in my life. But before we, <laughs> before we get really into the fun, I want you obviously to um, tell us a little bit about who you are. You have a very long standing mm -hmm. career. Uh, in broadcast television. And it's been really fun to watch you. Especially, I mean, I met you, I would say seven years ago at a Bella event. Yeah, it's um, been a while. A, a long time ago. And um, just have seen you kind of, you know, slow and steady, continue to climb and, um, and really be a source of, first of all, truthful information, great information. Thank and you. now on your, um, you know, social media feeds, which is obviously where we go, uh, not just for entertainment, but also to learn. Um, it's been really fun to watch you, uh, again, talk about something that is so relatable as women um, that really, like you said, not many people are willing to kind of go there and they'll see it as a fad um, when they go, but like, you're like breaking it down and here's what to do and here's what to get. Um, so take it away, Tamsin. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you for having me and I, I I forget how long it's been, you know, we've, we've, um, we've known each other for a long time. Yes. We've seen each other, you know, I mean, look at you, look what you've done with Bella and just, I, I get so proud every time I see you on a red carpet Thank or you. I'm looking at you in the magazine or seeing you on social or seeing you yeah. on the air, you know, so yeah. uh, kudos to you. And I just, I love lifting women up and, um, <laughs> and it's just so important, but you know, I, I've been in, in journalism for, um, coming on three decades. It's, it's hard to believe that. I've been in New York for a number of them. Um, I've been the evening anchor at WPIX since 2012. And uh, I was doing the mornings before that. And I do the, the four, the five, uh, and the 6 p.m. and the 10 p.m. newscast. So, you know, I, I, um, I hope I keep New York informed. <laughs> it's my community. It's your community. And yeah. um, and, you know, but while I was on the air, I was going through a lot of things that real women go through. And I, I tried to hide them, quite honestly. I, I tried to still be the 20, 
eight-year-old that got on television that people first saw and then it wasn't working you know and it's funny I remember I, and I got some comments like you know cover up your knees as you're getting older you shouldn't show your elbows you have arm fat under here <laughs> and I thought oh my god so um so I guess I just started to be a little bit honest about it I had had an incident uh do, doing the news one night and I I had a severe hot flush, heart palpitations, and thought I was going to pass out on the air. And I got off the set, I went to the bathroom, collapsed on the floor. I had two great male coworkers that, um, you know, helped me out to to get home, and you know, were really genuinely concerned. Like they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know if I was having a heart attack. What I was, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And um, and I did a lot of research to kind of figure it all out. My mom, I lost my mom when she was 51 years old, the age I am now. She went through a surgical menopause, medically induced menopause due to breast cancer and um, mastectomy, double mastectomy, chemotherapy. So I I didn't see her go through the, these stages right of life and it turns out that my menopause started a little bit earlier um it, probably around the same time hers did i guess now but i i don't know um but anyways i felt like it was really important i don't have children of my own i felt like it was important to start talking about it to people who are coming up behind me you know people who are, are 40 years old or 35 years old like menopause can start at all different ages yeah the, the average age in the u.s is 51 but it can start at all ages and i think it's important yeah. that we as women don't think there's something wrong with us that yeah. we understand this is not a disease this is a transition um you know and that we're not invisible at this age and that was really an important part of this like more so than just menopause it was a part of um, saying to women like, Hey, I see you and you're not invisible because you've turned, you know, 50 years old and you know, your best years are not behind you and you're not, not, not sexy anymore. And, um, so it was important for me to remind myself and yeah. important for me to tell women. Yeah. And so that's kind of where my mission, both on and off the air, ha has has taken me. I've written a couple of books. Um, yeah. well, my most recent one about divorce, yeah. and this next one about menopause and midlife. So yeah, so I'm excited about, about that. divorce. And, you know, but I was going to point out that you you tied the knot not too long ago. As I well. did, and yeah, and it's at something. 50. Yeah, at fifty, <laughs> and you know, a, a lot of the times I hear women good for her or you know how brave or oh my god she <laughs> she got she caught one um but I'd like to I'd like to believe I at least I know that's what I know of you that number one it was by choice um because oh, at the, sure. <laughs> as it should be and he made oh, me do it no. <laughs> um no because it, it, it isn't like you were feeling like you know that your life would be incomplete or because you hadn't sure. found you know a partner at that life and the fact that um you know there are very important decisions that women make at different stages of their lives um that are yeah. not the typical norm or the, you know, social standards that women should be making professionally or from a, you know, marital standpoint of having children or not, you know, it's a conversation that I like to open up also because I feel like um, it is okay to not only get married older, but at a, you know, at a, mm -hmm. a, a older stage of your life, a later stage of your life, but it's also not okay. To, it's okay to not have kids um, and by yeah. choice, by not what, like, that's a very personal decision. Um, and, yeah. it, and it's okay. And it's not something, and trust me, because I have kids. And let me tell you, that whole uh, fable of you will feel complete as a woman is complete BS. Uh, I just added like <laughs> 10 more years to my life counting each kid. Um, <laughs> but you know, that, 
I'm, I'm available for babysitting, but that's it. <laughs> I will tell you, you would actually enjoy my children. They're actually great, uh, funny kids with other people, not with me. Um, but you know, that's kind of yeah. how it goes. But I, I'd love for you to to speak on a little bit, um, you know, the fact, because you, you talk about it on your social media, you know, getting married at 50 is something that still can happen for many women, um, yeah. you know, and I feel like that's something that is super, super important for other women to hear, like, it's okay, you're not, you know, you're not going yeah, to, you know? Yeah. And you don't have to. And, uh, you know, I wasn't planning to get married again. I had a really nasty divorce and I, um, it took me a long time to heal from that myself, financially, mentally, um, publicly. And so I, I really didn't think that I, I, I thought to myself like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to have kids because I had just passed an age where that, that was something that I wanted to do at that point. And, um, and so when I met Ira, my, my husband, um, I was, I remember we both, we were actually just talking about it with some friends of ours the other night. We both said like, oh, we're never going to be married again. Like on our first date. So we both, everyone knew what the, you know, like, I just want to know where I stand. This hey. is where I stand as a woman. Yeah. I don't need to get married. And, um, and I was really, but I really meant it. You know, like I, I, it wasn't like a game, like, oh, I don't want to choose me. It wasn't that at all. It was just really like, I didn't understand. I'd gone through it already. And then, you know, we were together for, for a, a while. And then we, you know, the pandemic hit and, um, and before the pandemic, I think I thought like, wow, I really, I want to walk the world with this guy. Like, that was really what I think I said, you know, I, I really like, um, he brings light into the room when he comes into the room I'm in, you know, and I, and, and so I'm not, I've never been a sappy, like, Oh, I, you know, I see unicorns and stuff dancing and that that's not really ever been it, but, you know, but I do know how I feel and I do know how somebody else makes me feel. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we wanted to be together and I, I wanted, that's what we decided to do. And it wasn't because we had to, and it wasn't because, you know, I felt pressure that you feel sometimes when you're in your thirties to, to get married and you do often feel that. Girl, um, I had pressure, pressure at 26. <laughs> well, I probably would have too if my mom went been around, but my father well, was like, I'm, la Do what I'm you Latina. Want. I'm Latina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, by 21, 22, right? all of my best friends were married. And I'm like, eh, come on. Yeah. I had already made up my mind. I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna be the single one the entire rest of my life. Yeah. And then, you know, my guy showed up as well. So you never know. And it's funny that you, you said that you don't you aren't sappy, but the minute you speak about him, your face changes and you, oh, uh, you get, <laughs> you get softer. So that's a great yeah. thing, you know, and that's well, don't a great tell thing. anybody. <laughs> well, they're going to watch it and hear it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, but that's a beautiful thing to have and to have someone that, um, brings you that. Cause that's what you want to be with, yeah. you know, you don't want someone to be making you yeah. happy. So yeah. And I don't try thing. to change him and he doesn't try to change me. And it's, I'm not like, okay, when we go in here, don't say this and this and this, you know, don't, you know, don't, have, don't do this. It's just like, he's there. He's alongside me and I'm alongside him. And, and so it's, it's really nice. And we, um, and we were dating for quite a few, you know, for, for several years before we decided to do that or before we decided to get engaged. And then we got engaged during the pandemic and married in uh, October. We're coming up on our one year anniversary and, um, and Congrats. it's just flown by and we just, yeah. we have a great time, you know, it's that's easy, amazing. it's easy. And, and that's the thing, like, 
And I was just talking to a friend of mine who went through a, a breakup last night. She'd been dating somebody for a while and she goes, oh, what am I going to do now? I'm going to get back online. But I was like, you don't have to do anything. anything. Like, let yeah. it take its course. Just make sure you like yourself. Like that's yeah. the most important thing because if you do that, those other things come. And you know, I, um, you talk about children and I, I did go back and forth on that because when I went through my divorce, I was coming up on, I was 40 years old. I just turned 40 years old. And, um, and I had, you know, you know, you have all the questions first. It's like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have children? When do you have children? When do you have another shot? You know, and I, and I had all those questions and I just, you know, I had been in my career for a long time. I had made a lot of choices. Um, I made choices to get married later. And, you know, at one point I said, like, Hey, I, I would like to have kids. And, and it just, we went up, wound up going through the divorce and it was just not, I mean, it was just not the right time. Like, I think I'll get pregnant and go through a divorce, you know, it just wasn't the right. And so it, um, and I don't guess there ever is a right time, but once, once I went through that and healed from the divorce, it wound up that, you know, I, I wasn't in that place. Then I actually went into having a lot of problems, um, endometrium polyps and some different issues to where, you know, I don't even know what would have happened. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I made that choice and I, and it, and I think when I hit menopause is when, you know, when I, I got this little notice in my uh, patient portal that said, in menopause, any questions? Yeah. And my first question was like, well, I'm not able to have kids anymore. <laughs> and I thought, like, of course, you idiot, you know that. But for some reason, like that kind of finality of it yeah. was really upsetting to me. And that yeah. that's actually where it took me back and made me go, oh, my gosh. And I, you know, did I regret that? Did I make a mistake? Did I, did I, did I? But I've come to terms with the fact that this is a life that I that I chose or that chose me. And, and here's where I am. I'm going to make the best of every day going forward. Well, you do it with a certain, a lot of grace, um, and a lot well, of authenticity and, and know that you have many women who are watching you and applauding you as you go along through it, because, um, we need more of that and to see just the realness. Um, um, I want to go back to, you know, you doing your research with regards to menopause and, you know, to anyone who may be listening sure. or watching this, um, you know, we obviously know better to go to the doctor or to, but some signs are so subtle that you don't need, you, you, you tend to ignore them until then they get worse. Right. And then you think there's something really wrong yeah. with you. And then it turns out it's like, Oh, it's <laughs> welcome to menopause, boo. <laughs> Here you go. Plus right. X, Y, Z. Here you go. You're on the floor <laughs> of the bathroom. Um, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's interesting because there are, uh, there are a couple of different numbers out there, right? Um, there's one organization that says there's 30, 34, uh, symptoms of menopause. There's others that say there's over 80 symptoms of, uh, of menopause or effects of menopause. <laughs> and, you know, we know, we know all the ones, the, the hot, the ha-has, right? The hot yeah. flashes, the night sweats, the, you know, but there are a lot of things. There's itchy ears. There are, you know, a brain fog that could be debilitating, debilitating to not have, you know, to, to have memory loss like that. Um, there can be like a, a pulses, pulses in your skin. There's, you know, a lot of hair loss and a lot in a lot of people, you know, brittle nails. There's, um, there's itchy skin along with itchy ears. I mean, the list goes on and on. And, and it's funny because the, I didn't know about them. And then I went and I listed them. I just listed, uh, you know, somebody that I work with said like, you need to get on TikTok and you should talk to women. And I said, I'm not dancing. I'm not singing. And I said, but, 
um, what I would be interested in doing is talking about this, but I'm scared to do it on Instagram because I still want to look perfect on Instagram and have everyone think my life is great. And so I went to TikTok and I was like, here's the symptoms of the menopause. Here's my pit grit. Here's my, you know, all my problems. <laughs> and that was my first video that hit over a million because people didn't know the symptoms of menopause. And it was, they just didn't know all of them. And they thought, and I got this one after another, like, oh my gosh, itchy ears. I had no idea. Oh my gosh, you know, this, and that. So, um, so I went through that entire list. Some even surprised me, but yeah, there are a lot of symptoms out there. And one of the biggest ones that, you know, women go through are mood changes. And so I myself did that. And I went to a doctor, I was prescribed Lexapro and they were like, okay, be on your way. Here's your five milligrams, yeah, go up yeah. to 10, if you feel like you need it. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I did at the time I, I really did. And I, I've been on and off antidepressants and I'm not nothing I would have ever said two years ago or four years ago, but now it's like, I don't know. I think people need to know. And we haven't talked about a lot of those things. So anyway, they put me on that, but the problem was, is that wasn't the only problem that it wasn't, yeah. it, that wasn't it. I mean, it was, it, there was something else deeper. Right. So as I was going through no sleeping, you know, staying up till four o'clock in the morning with ridiculous insomnia, sweating, night sweats, blanket on blanket off, um, I, I didn't know I was in menopause because, you know, your period stops you know, the, the day after you haven't had a period for 12 consecutive months is when you're in menopause. But my problem was with endometrium polyps, I had, you know, signs of I had bleeding. And so yeah. I had other signs that never told, never said like, okay, all wrapped up in a nice yeah, bow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Menopause isn't in a bow. It's not like this perfect trans, you know, when you get your period, you bleed and you're like, okay, that's a transition. This isn't, yeah. this isn't quite so, um, so cleanly wrapped up. And, um, so those symptoms were very confusing. So I've heard from one woman after another stories of them you know, going to a doctor, a doctor giving them antidepressants and they go on that, but then they have 20 other symptoms, symptoms and signs yeah. and problems. So now they're to another doctor, another doctor, instead of saying like, Oh, all these things, maybe you're perimenopausal because it's so kind of this gray area. So what I tell women that come to me, and I'm not a doctor, you know that, but I am a researcher and I've, I've researched a lot of it. You can start your perimenopause symptoms 40 to four, 44 years old, easily start them then. And then leading up to menopause. And then right after that one day of, you know, of not having your period, you're postmenopausal. That's yep. what you're considered for the rest of your life, for a third of your life. So uh, it's a long time. Do the symptoms start to wane? Yes, of course. Are there supplements you can use? Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, because of my mom um, being having breast cancer and then seeing losing my stepmother to it, hormones, hormone replacement therapy is very scary to me. Um, but I didn't have the information. I was, I was ignorant of the right information. And after I did my research and talked to a, my midlife, uh, practitioner that I finally got after one doctor, after another, uh, I decided it was right for me. And I've been on it for about a year now. So, okay. It's made a huge difference. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, um, no, just because I feel like I have my, also my reservations with medications and I feel like, um, you know, I, I'll get on, I'll get on it if I absolutely have to, but I need to understand it. What is it going to do? Like, because, mm -hmm. you know, there are so many symptoms and then effects that you could have, um, sure by taking them. So, and again, to each their own, No question. We, we're encouraging everyone to obviously talk to their health, health, healthcare professional, because, um, uh, we're not here to diagnose anything or say anything, No, but the no. important thing is, and, and, it's to, a, and it's controversial in a lot yeah. of ways and not even controversial. It's, um, 
there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of doctors will say there's a lot of misinformation about it, right? And you have to do your research and do what's right for you because I was like you, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Never, no, no, never. <laughs> Correct. And I did every supplement there was, and I still take supplements for other things. And look, the minute that I can stop doing them, I will. Yeah. But I was to a point where I, it was debilitating for me. Like yeah. I couldn't read the teleprompter. I couldn't read words on the teleprompter. So, you know, I always say to people that ask, like, here's what I'm doing. It might not be the best thing for you. Yeah. You know, something else might be better, but just know what your options are um, because there's a lot more new research being done since that original study in 2002. No, 100%. And it's like, you know, I can't help but um, but share, you know, I had been suffering with migraine headaches since probably around the age of 13. And I have oh, been wow. on medication on and off and on and off and treatments and yoga and do this and do that and flip your head over. And, you know, uh, mm -hmm. migraines that would literally put me in bed for two to three days, like really, really sure. um, debilitating headaches. And it wasn't until I actually um, went to a doctor, they did a CAT scan, they, you know, put me on this medication that I would be talking to people and I knew who I was talking to, but I couldn't utter their name like I couldn't say their mm -hmm. name out loud so then of course aside from the headache I thought I was losing my mind so I said wait there has to be an alternative there has to be something better I can't sure. keep doing this to myself I talk to people every day and the fact that I can't even remember their name while I'm talking to them that's kind of scary isn't that scary um mm -hmm. and it turned out that my headaches were linked to food and um wow. dairy. it all came down to dairy and the minute that I eliminated dairy from my diet um not only did the migraine headaches go away, but so many other symptoms, bloating, inflammation, That's like fascinating. all of these other things. Um, so when people tell me, you know, oh, you've been through this health journey and yes, I've gotten some, some things, some nips and tucks here and there, but diet was what overall did it oh, for me. And huge. I, and I, and in this space too, huge, yeah, very, yeah. very huge when it comes to this, like a caffeine and, you know, I still look, I still drink caffeine. Just I was going to say, I, girl, I don't it, mess but... with my coffee. Do not mess with my coffee. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, there are some things that I've had to eliminate and I've done a lot of trial and error and I spent a lot of time in the kitchen. I've spent a lot of time with what I can and can't do. And, you know, weight gain is a huge part of this. And I, yeah. um, and that was a, it was a struggle for me. It, it yeah. really was a struggle for me in, in the, at the back end of my forties. And, um, anyway, I've since learned what I can and can't do, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. You know, I can't eat like I did when I was 25 years old. I can't go have, you know, late night food and drink and then be like, Hey, I'm ready to work <laughs> out at 7am. It doesn't work anymore. Does it doesn't happen. work anymore, but yeah. diet and exercise and not to sound um, trivial, but those are the two biggest parts of this and if you if you if you have to tackle anything first and you can those are the two M less because of weight loss and more because of how it makes you feel mentally 100%. and I think that that's what's important yeah 100 percent. well I can tell you this from someone on the outside looking in um you are doing incredible things for not just Thank yourself you. but know that what you're doing and as you're putting it out you're inspiring so many other women to begin to ask questions right because that, that's the hope right the minute that you put this information out there that you put yourself out in a vulnerable position like you have I've seen you without makeup I've seen you just woken up I've seen you just after you worked out um but that's you know you're you're showing us into all my bathroom <laughs> 
all the facets of who you are. And I think that people have this misconception that, you know, you are a TV personality, you are someone who are, you know, um, that you're for some, re you know, some way, shape or form, you're not human to a certain extent, but you are, and you are a real person um, with real side effects and armpit sweat and all of those beautiful things that... <laughs> come with having menopause um, and you're willing to be open and sharing it and to inspire others um, because that's what I know that for me that what it's what it has done to be for me to begin to ask myself okay so I have Thank felt you. that does that look like this you know let me do a little, little research and next time when I go to the doctor let me ask these questions um, and that's really you know the hope um, and know that it's being well received so I appreciate it and I know oh, that many other women so do much do as well um what is next for you aside from sharing more armpit sweat miracles on instagram and tiktok <laughs> well i'm gonna send you the link to pit grit um yeah. <laughs> you know i i don't know i'm, I'm in the process right now working on a documentary about menopause and just to answer a lot of those questions because i think that that is you know, that's how I know how to tell stories, right? It's yeah. just what I've done my whole life. And it's, it's yeah. how I know how to tell, not documentaries, but telling stories. And so I'm, I'm working on that and I'm excited about it because I, I, um, you know what I'm excited about because I really understand why I'm doing it. You know, yeah. I, I don't get up every day and go, why am I doing this again? Like, I absolutely know why. And, um, and I really want to answer a lot of these questions that I get, cause it's hard sometimes to answer them one at a time, even though I try to, and, um, TikTok has been a tremendous, um, resource for me to hear people's questions too. It's been, it's been really great because then I'm not just speaking, you know, you know, news oftentimes you're like speaking out to people like you're talking to them this allows me to talk with them yeah. and and you know social media has allowed that to happen with with news as well which is nice and so um i'm working on that i'm working on a, on a book and then you know i'll see what's next you know i really i really this space is something that is you know the other part of my life right it's my real life it's like who i am before i go get into my anchor dress and, 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 um, and talk to New York. And so I feel like I'm, I'm at a place where I'm, I feel very, um, lucky, but I also feel like, um, I'm happy to be able to talk to these women and maybe make any little bit of change. And especially, as I said earlier, younger women that are coming up, so they don't feel confused. Maybe they didn't have a mother to talk to about it. Maybe their mother just didn't talk to them about it. Maybe their mother like mine went through a, um, a surgical and a medical menopause. So whoever they are, that's who I'd like to be able to speak to. So they don't feel like they're running around trying to chase answers like I did. That's wonderful and commendable mm -hmm. and beautiful. And let me Thanks. tell you, you, everything you're doing, girl, it's working. You look fabulous, not just on Thank air, you. But, but in Back person as you. well. <laughs> Thank you. And it's so Back at you. Well, you know, we, we got to do what we got to do, uh, but we do it right. Because we, we know, we, we know yes, better. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing, yes. you know, you, cause when you know better, you do better. So um, I appreciate your time with us today. And I know that this will help so many other women just speak again just like like I would say if I could just plant the tinge of just like asking or getting curious about your own health yeah then then you've yes. done your job so <laughs> that's amazing it, it is it is everything it is everything and you know you're going to see more uh research on women's health come to the forefront because that is the mission and I'm excited to be part of that movement amazing thank you so much Tamsin thank you